On the morning of August 8th, a train loaded with local furniture, clothing and electronics slowly departed from the Ganzhou International Inland Port in eastern China's Jiangxi province. After arriving at North China's gateway Manzhou-Li Station in Inner Mongolia, it will be carried by the Trans-Siberian Railway to Russia and Belarus, and then on to many other countries in the European continent. This is one of the common routes of the China-Europe Railway Express, a giant cargo network spanning more than 50 cities in China and reaching over 160 cities from 23 countries in the world. As a flagship project of the China-inspired Belt and Road Initiative, it has served as a conduit for opportunities and unlocked enormous potential alongside the rail link. In the heartland of Ganzhou City, where the booming furniture industry has become synonymous with regional growth, a legendary rise has therefore been sparked. My name is Liu Liping. I'm the Deputy Director of the Operations Management Department at the Ganzhou International Inland Port. My job is to coordinate various problems our trains may encounter throughout the process of packing, shipping and customs clearance, as well as to provide reference to related enterprises by data analysis. An inland port, also called a dry port, literally means a rail or barge terminal located away from traditional coastal areas. They are often situated along major rivers, railways or highways. While inland ports may lack direct access to the sea, they compensate by providing efficient transportation and logistic services which help to streamline the movements of goods and reduce shipping costs and time. Ganzhou Inland Port was built with that in mind. It was originally constructed to facilitate the import of a critical raw material for the city, timber. In the Nankang district of Ganzhou City, over 500,000 people are engaged in furniture manufacturing, while the population of the whole region is only about 860,000. In other words, the industry has directly created jobs for more than half of the local population. At present, there are more than 7,000 furniture enterprises registered in Nankang. Among them, there are more than 1,200 firms with an annual revenue of over 20 million yuan. The value of the whole industrial chain has exceeded 250 billion yuan. It's now a very representative industrial cluster in Jiangxi and even in the whole country. The history of the furniture industry in Nankang dates back to the Qing dynasty, roughly 2,200 years ago. According to local folklore, the first emperor of Qin dispatched a large number of people to South Jiangxi to construct a royal palace. Those who remained in the area eventually became the ancestors of the Nankang people, and thus the foundations of the local carpentry culture began to take shape. In the 1990s, migrant workers who had witnessed the thriving furniture business on the eastern coast 
made the decision to return to their hometown and establish their own businesses. It was during this period that the very first furniture factory in Nankang was born, marking the beginning of a new era for the local industry. The furniture making industry in Nankang district started in the 1990s. Throughout the 30 years of development, it has grown from humble workshops into a complete industrial chain of furniture making, which I think is among the top tier across the country. However, for it to thrive as a multi billion yuan industry today, the bottleneck issue of the high cost of imported timber must be resolved. More than 90% of the timber used in Ganjo for processing is from the West, such as pine wood from the Netherlands and Russia. If it were not for the China Europe Railway Express, it would cost enterprises two to three times more to ship the material. To address this issue, we built a custom supervision area for imported timber in 2014, which was the prototype for the Ganzhou International Inland Port. Now it has grown into a comprehensive terminal, not only allowing raw material to come in, but to also help local products go out. By saying that, Liu means a timely shift to export business for the local furniture industry. In fact, with the benefit of efficient transportation offered by the inland port, many companies have already set their sights further afield. Hu Daofeng runs a furniture company in Nankang, Ganzhou. As with many of her fellow businesses, it's not that she doesn't want to sell her goods overseas, but she had been struggling with the lack of access. We used to go to Shenzhen Customs to make export declarations, because there was no customs clearance channel for cross-border trade here. But now we can do this on our own doorstep. Then the China Europe Express will ship our goods directly to overseas warehouses. You can't imagine how convenient it is for enterprises like us. Instead of providing shipping services alone, Ganzhou Port is trying to build a one-stop shop for more export companies to help them open up the sales network in overseas markets. Our strength is building channels, and that's what many enterprises lack. So we hope to utilize the resources we have and offer more opportunities for our local companies. As you can see, within the last few years, the number of foreign trade companies in Ganzhou has risen from three to over 800. More than 100 of them have reclaimed tax. Claiming for a tax refund means that the business has already generated revenues from international trade. And that is happening all across here in Ganzhou. According to data from Ganzhou International Inland Port, the overall export volume in the first quarter of 2023 reaches 2.23 billion yuan, reporting nearly a 70% increase year-on-year, year, particularly trade with Southeast Asian countries. In countries like Malaysia, Indonesia and Thailand, there are more Chinese communities than in other areas, so there is a strong demand for wooden furniture there, while our products are quite competitive, no matter in its design or quality. Moreover, furniture made in Ganzhou are making their debut in European and American markets, 
proving their ability to compete on the global stage. Fueled by the flourishing furniture industry, Ganzhou International Inland Port not only witnessed remarkable growth in the wood business, but has also been actively expanding its horizons by introducing an array of imported products. In August 2022, the first cold chain express of the Ganzhou port, loaded with frozen eel and vegetables, departed from China's Alashanko Pass to Selyatino Station in Russia. With that, both the consumers in China and Europe can easily enjoy the specialities of each other's hometown. We have gradually expanded the category from timber to other goods, such as meat, grain and whole vehicles. And we are the only port with government approval to sell parallel import cars in Jiangxi province. Since 2021, we have imported over 2,000 vehicles, many of them being premium cars such as Mercedes, Land Rover and Porsche. Unlike traditional imports, the parallel import scheme allows auto dealers to directly purchase vehicles from foreign markets and prices for parallel import automobiles are usually 15% lower than dealers authorized by automakers. Before the entry was approved in Ganzhou, consumers who wanted to purchase a parallel imports vehicle needed to go to the nearest port and then tow the car or drive them back directly. Now it's like shopping in a dealership nearby. You can have a good look at the car and even take a test drive immediately. What's more, it saves customers 30,000 to 50,000 yuan on shipping cost. This innovative attempt not only provides a boost to the local economy, but also enriches the lives of people both near and far, offering them greater convenience and a more diverse range of choices. On a Saturday night in August, a lively beer festival kicked off in the city square, where children and adults gathered to enjoy tasty food and refreshments imported from renowned breweries around the world. This is the second beer festival the Ganjo Port has held to bring the world of imported goods directly to the doorstep of local residents. Many might think the China-Europe Express is far away from our daily lives, but the truth is, it affects us every way. Think about the refreshments you get for family get-togethers, the baby formula and diapers you buy for your kids, and even the skincare products that ladies love using. All of these goods are delivered to us via our efficient express train. And at our festival, you can try amazing snacks from Germany, Belgium, Spain, Russia, and from all over the world. We want events like this to give people a first-hand experience of how the China-Europe Express makes life more convenient and better. We want them to feel the real changes happening in our lives. It's not just Chinese consumers who have embraced an ever-colourful leisure time with their loved ones, but shoppers in mainland Europe are also benefiting from the smooth experience. On January the 26th, 2023, the Nankang government sparked a collaboration between the Ganzhou International Inland Port and the Central European Trade and Logistics Cooperation Zone in Budapest. Under the bilateral cooperation mechanism, China and Hungary jointly operate a cross-border express dedicated to e-commerce products. Commodities will first be shipped to Budapest via the southern route of the China-Europe Railway Express, 
and then distribute products to other European countries such as the United Kingdom, Germany and France through the Hungarian terminal. The China-Europe Railway Express is the best choice for cross-border trade needs, as it only takes about 15 days to ship our goods to European terminals, which is roughly the same speed as airline traffic, but much cheaper. After the goods arrive in the Budapest Logistics Center, they are stored, sorted and finally delivered to the various supermarkets in Hungary through the last-mile delivery service. Take electronic devices, for example. We've already sent a large batch of them to our overseas warehouses. So when European customers place their order through online platforms, we can quickly sort the goods out and deliver them into their hands as soon as possible. The stock preparation mode they have adopted not only enhances shoppers' satisfaction, but also helps the suppliers to gain necessary data to understand their customers better. It's like the excitement we Chinese feel when we shop online. We expect to place an order tonight and receive the package tomorrow afternoon or even in the morning. As of early August this year, a total of 56 e-commerce express trains have been dispatched from Ganzhou to the European continent, with an export trade volume of 1.08 billion yuan. Electronic devices, kitchen appliances, shoes, hats, clothes and even mining machinery produced in Jiangxi and other neighboring provinces can take the train and get to the customers in Europe and Central Asia. This not only opened up a new international logistics channel, but also helped foreign trade enterprises reduce costs and increase efficiency. We're trying to shape a new format for cross-border trade through various channels such as live streaming, business-to-business -business model, business-to-customer model and more. By combining online platforms, offline stores, overseas warehouses and the last-mile delivery services, we're now building a comprehensive ecosystem for cross-border e-commerce. Inside the exhibition hall of Ganjo Port, you will find a collection of small booths with captivating and exotic decorations. These booths serve as dedicated live streaming studios, tailored for audiences from different countries. To cater to a diverse audience around the world, we have a lineup of live streamers who speak various languages. For instance, if we have a live stream targeting Thai viewers, we invite Thai students to share their experiences using the products. Their first-hand insights would be more impactful because they are more familiar with Thai people's preferences. Every weekend, a vibrant scene unfolds as foreign students from the International Business School of local universities actively participate in training sessions organized by the port. Some of them take the opportunity to intern in logistics, while others receive expert guidance to acquire live streaming skills. In the African studio, 26-year-old Guinean student Kade first showed a foundation powder puff to the camera lens after offering her best sales pitch and then taught her audience how to make a flawless finish with this easy-to-blend puff. From understanding the importance of storytelling to harnessing the power of social media, the students are gaining practical insights into the nuances of this rapidly evolving field. 
Many foreign friends come to China for further study. They also hope to take some practical skills home so they can start their own businesses. That's why we sign partnership agreements with many business schools to empower these young talents to capitalize on cross-culture collaboration. Beyond the movement of goods, the bustling port and the numerous trade routes it provides have strengthened connectivity between people from different continents. As communities, businesses and nations embrace the opportunities presented by the China-Europe Railway Express, they forge bonds of friendship, collaboration and shared prosperity that will shape the future of the globe. Speaking of the changes taking place in the city within the last few years, Liu Liping's eyes sparkled with excitement. You can see the old town is making a huge difference. I was born in Ganzhou and have spent most of my life here. I witnessed the high rises going up one after the other at the new district and felt the sense of pride filling our own people. The significance of Ganzhou Port's integration into the Belt and Road Initiative lies not only in its ability to boost international trade, but also in its potential to spur economic growth in the region. Situated along the Ganjiang River in the heartland of Jiangxi province, Ganzhou is a hidden gem that was once underestimated. Hundreds of years ago, in this bustling center of activity, millions of products were transferred from different places to be shipped overseas, making it an important hub along the ancient maritime Silk Road. The city's strategic location and flourishing trade routes brought prosperity and cultural exchange to its doorstep. Ganzhou was a vibrant melting pot of ideas, goods and people from diverse backgrounds. However, despite its rich historical heritage, the region had long been perplexed by a lagging economy and outdated industry. Since the ancient times, Jiangxi has been regarded as an underdeveloped area. Indeed, we are a latecomer in the race and we moved a little slower at first. But our people have a strong desire for opening up. Nevertheless, change is on the horizon for the city. In 2021, China's State Council approved a plan to revitalize and develop the region. Ganzhou finally had its day. The introduction of this plan has really created a favorable environment with sound policies, so we can catch up quickly. As part of the revitalization plan, Ganzhou has achieved a milestone with the establishment of the international port. This development marks a key outcome of the city's efforts to reignite its economic potential and, moreover, the restored glory that local residents have been longing for. When I was a kid, I often heard older people saying that if you want to get rich, build roads first. Ports are like lifelines that connect us to a wider world. They're channels that drive the growth of bustling hubs and make logistics run smoothly. And when all of that works seamlessly, it boosts trade and business in the whole region. The China-Europe Railway Express is like a supercharged train that allows us to buy stuff from all over the world and sell our own products globally too. 
Since April of 2017, over 1,300 freight trains have been sent out from here to over 100 cities across Central Asia and Europe, the equivalent of up to 11,000 domestic trains and multimodal land-sea transport means. Operating multiple modes of transportation, the port has become a pivotal link between Ganzhou and the rest of the world. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more stories from our new series, Connected, just key in Footprints and you'll find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.